in the house of the Lord, worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This morning we are delighted to have a man of God here with us. Delighted to introduce him, Apostle uh, Balgovin Ragnath. He is the uh, host of the uh, mission trip that we are going to Guyana. Normally, when we go to mission trips, we only get a chance to have those hosts come here and meet them after we go. Praise the Lord. But this time, the Lord has been so gracious to us that we got a chance to actually uh, meet our host before we go, just a week before. So we believe that it is orchestrated by the Lord himself. Um, he was a resident of Queens, member of the Cambria Church of God that we all are aware of. Uh, years ago, as the Lord impressed upon him, he moved with his family to Guyana, uh, went there, established many churches, and he's been ministering there in Guyana. And we thank the Lord for him, that he's here with us. Uh, this is an opportunity that has been uh, orchestrated by the Lord so that we get a chance to meet him. There were so many questions that we had as a team. Uh, now we can actually ask him uh, personally. But this morning we are delighted to hear from him. He's going to bring God's words. So shall we sit in the presence of the Lord with a prayerful attitude. Apostle Balgobin Raghunath will come and he will minister from God's word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Pastor. And uh, good morning. Uh, it's certainly a joy to be here. I am very humbled. At the same time, I'm very privileged to be here among you fine people. centuries ago, the boat left India, and the last stop was Guyana, South America. What we did not know, when our fathers were leaving, they were taking with them the seed of Abraham. That inside of them, they were not only in their hands, they were carrying their machetes and their bags and did not know where they're going to work and where they're going to live. And like my poor parents, they never returned to India. But what they did not live to see is that they were carrying more than the skill they have acquired. They were carrying seed. And today only heaven has a record that in your pastor, whenever his parents raised these children, they did not know that they were carrying the seed that God will raise up to be the man of God who he is today. Put your hands together, please, for your, amen, for your wonderful pastor and his family. Amen. 
so there's a lot of things we don't know about ourselves. We do know some things. But God knows everything. And that is why we're here today, to leave what we do not know up to him who do know. Amen. And so there are a lot of smart people here who know a lot of things. And Dr. Matthew right there. Amen. I don't know that's the, that's why he sits in the front. Maybe he's the brightest, huh? Well, that might be true, and that is true. But amen, or tomorrow is in the hand of God. And so today I'm very happy to be here. Coming from Guyana. Like Pastor said, I've lived here for a little bit, and then four and a half years, and the Lord had other plans. And um, how many of you... All of us do have plans, and because of our plans and dreams, that's why many of us are here. But sometimes it becomes a little difficult when we find out that our plans is not really his plans. Hope I'm going to help somebody here today. You know, when you come from another country, you sit here and you're thinking, why am I even here? Why am I even What am I doing here? And uh, if there's something that's trouble, and I probably need to talk to two persons here today. If there's something that's troubling somebody, I'm going to tell you what it is. Whenever we were born, the candle was lit. And as we live, while it's lighting, it's burning. Whenever the Lord talks to us about life and light, we have to answer a question. Is my light at the best place? Am I a part of a light competition? Am I a part of who's got the brightest or the biggest light? Or is my light at the place where there is no other light. Friends, may I say to you, your life is at best where there is no other light. You might not be the wealthiest. You might not drive the nicest car. But your life will be a lot more fulfilling being where the light is needed. Amen. And so these three men in the book of Matthew, these few men in Matthew 4 and 17, it says in Matthew 4 and 17, Yes. Verse up to 21.
Amen. Well, I will think that business was bad. For you to be called one call, whenever someone is called, you don't have to necessarily answer. Could have been business was bad. What do you think? Maybe they were not doing well. And Jesus said, follow me. And they did what probably none of us will do. Just leave and go. Just leave and go. And I want you to understand what's going on here for a moment. And I don't know, I, I, I'm sure you have heard the message on this a lot of times. But, you know, my question is today, what about these men? That the king had an interest in them. What about these men? With their boat or no boat, net maybe, broken nets, fish or no fish, ragged looking, rough looking guys, cussing men. What about these men that caught the attention of Jesus? What about these men that Jesus did not just pass them by? We have all passed people by like that because they have no interest of ours they don't mean anything because they don't smell good they don't look good and quite frankly they can't give you a future but a world that we are living in today is those who look good smell good, drive good, build good, and we think that they have the future in their hand. But let me trouble you a little bit. It's a lot more when God is walking on the shore. It's a lot more than the way we look. It's a lot more than what we have in our hand. It's a lot more than the degree that we have. It's a lot more than who our parents are. It's the will of God for our lives that's going to take control. And there comes a time in life when God is talking to men and women, but who is willing to answer? When the Lord calls. It's not the Lord don't call, but who answers? But what about these men that got an interest of Jesus? Let me tell you a couple things about these men that might be true for a lot of you here today and you don't know it. And you're probably more ready than you think you are. These men were qualified and they did not know it. Because it will take somebody. Can I go there? It will take somebody that has eyes to see that you are more than what you see in yourself. There is something in you that your daddy did not see. There is something in you that your mommy did not see. There is something in you that only God can see and God has seen. 
The thing is that you haven't seen that as yet. You haven't seen that as yet. All these men saw was boat and fish and net and all the things that money can buy. But what they did not see, what was God saw in them that they needed to see. I believe there are people here that are beating themselves up because it's, it's New York. Just driving a car, building a house. Amen. What, what is this? Spending money, buying clothes. Is this all to life or is something more to life? I'm here to tell you today that God has willed more for you than you have right now. God help us. What was special about these men is that they did not know that they were aware of the dangers of the sea. But even though they were aware of the dangers of the sea, they were not afraid of the dangers of the sea. How many of you are aware of some things? But no matter how fearful it looks, because of the grace of God, because of who you are on the inside, you're not afraid of what you see. Amen. God is getting ready to raise up some people in this season. I'm here with a word from the Lord. Jesus told Peter the way he's going to die. And Peter looks at Jesus and says, what about that man? And he says, what does that man got to do with you? If I want John to live forever, it's none of your business. You follow me. I believe the day is come and the day is now when a man or a woman will have to follow God for him or herself. It doesn't have to do anything. It does not have to have anything to do with a person next to you. If the Lord has called you, he has called you. And you got to be prepared to go alone. If you alone, it's got to go in the name of the Lord. Amen. I believe the time is long gone when you're waiting for people who will never come. You're waiting for people who don't want to go. You're waiting for people who are afraid of the night and who are afraid of the day. If you're afraid of the summer, you're afraid of the winter, when will you go? If you're waiting to have and you don't go when you have and you're waiting when you do not have, when are you going to go? According to us, the time is never going to be right. So Jesus said to Peter, he said, if John lived forever, you don't be bothered with that. That's none of your business. You be ready to follow me. Somebody say, follow me. Follow Somebody say, follow Jesus. follow Jesus. Amen. It's up to you on him. It's not up to you and everybody. It, the time is now when it's up to you and him alone. Amen. I got a feeling like pastor have been saying the same thing. They were afraid. They were aware of the danger of the sea. But they were not afraid of it. I believe God is getting ready to tell somebody, do not be afraid. It looks dangerous, but do not be afraid. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord said to Moses, he said, take your shoes off and look on this bush. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Take your shoes off and look at this bush. What do you say? I see a bush on fire. I see it on fire, but what? It's not disappearing. It's not being burned. It's not being consumed. Amen. Dr. Matthew, the Lord is saying that that's what I've called you to be. You're looking at yourself. Your life be, will be on fire because of what you will be doing for me. The Lord is saying to somebody here today, your life has been on fire. Your life will be on fire. But watch this. He's saying, Moses, he said, look at this bush. It's on fire, but it's not, it's not going to be consumed. And there's somebody here today, you can't stand the heat around you. But I want you to know, no matter how hot it is, the Lord is with you and you're not going to be burned. What the Lord said to Moses, you're looking at yourself because of the journey that is ahead of you. So he prepared him. And so God has prepared many people here today for what is ahead of you. What Peter and James and John, what they did not know, what they did not know is that they were prepared by the sea. They were prepared by the storm. They were prepared by the cold. They were prepared by some other things. And here's one of them that every church in the world need to know that these fishermen knew nobody owns the sea. Somehow the church believed that they own certain parts of the city. But one of the things the fishermen knew, that the Lord knew that they will need for ministry, is that nobody owns anywhere. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So we can't behave like we own Hicksville. We can't behave like we own Long Island. We can't behave like we own New York. The fishermen knew. And the reason why they knew that is because God will have them go everywhere. Say with me, nobody owns the sea. So don't behave like you own anything. The moment we start to behave like we own this is the moment we start to lose it. So they were qualified and don't know it. That being a leader and an apostle in God's church, you can't own anywhere. You don't own any territory. It's all the Lord's. Amen. Amen, church. It's all the Lord's. You don't own anywhere. We don't own anywhere. Hallelujah. They were qualified. And they did not know it. What they knew that a lot of us need to know. Every day was fishing day. But every day was not catching day. How many of you don't sleep because you catch? When you look at your check, it was not a good catch. You went to the mailbox and you caught nothing. You say, I ain't serving the Lord no more because look how small this check is. But hear me, friend. These men prepared their lunch, they prepared their boat, they burnt the energy. And came home with no catch. That's what Jesus saw in them. I said that's what Jesus saw in them. Jesus saw they were not afraid of the sea. Jesus saw they were not discouraged when they did not catch anything. You know we have people that go to church. Everything has got to go their way. It don't necessarily have to go your way. Because you don't know what the Lord is doing in the midst of all of this. 
God is doing something in the midst of all of this. Amen. He's preparing somebody here now. They went out every day. Sometimes they came back with no catch, but it went the next day. How many of you trying to catch some souls and you didn't catch anything and you got discouraged? No. These men caught nothing. He knew that they were prepared. They had it built in inside of them. That they're going to face the storm for his name. They're not going to be discouraged if nothing comes up. And they did not own the sea. You know what? These men knew also. They knew the storms will come suddenly. I was there myself on the Sea of Galilee. And it got windy tonight. And I was preaching on the boat out there. And the storms do come suddenly. How many of you have faced some sudden storms? Anybody here? Hallelujah. How many of you know the God of the storms then is the God of the storms now? The God who calmed the storm then is the God who could calm your storms now. Amen. Hallelujah. But these men were aware that storms come suddenly. But they were not discouraged by the storms. Hallelujah. A couple more things. Let me tell you what these men knew. They knew that they could lose everything in one moment. They knew that. In one moment, all can be gone. But they did not give up. Are you following these qualities that these men had? What about these men that caught the interest of Jesus, of the master? They knew that on sea, that all can be lost in one moment. But yet, they went to sea the next day. How many of us, we are the opposite? We are afraid. We are so afraid of losing things because we are the end of accumulating things. Hallelujah. What well, they also knew that. Not all can be lost. They understood also that even though they were going back to different homes when they come to shore, when they are on sea, no man is an individual. We are a team. When we are on the boat, you can't be at the bow and the stern at the same time. We need each other. When we are on the field, in spite of our differences, we need each other. We can't do this by ourselves. They understood the power of teamwork. That one is going to drive the boat and the other is going to pull the seine and the other is going to take the fish out. They understood that no matter how rich, how smart they were, they needed each other. Can you imagine how much Bible school these men had? We go to all kinds of Bible schools and yet we are not qualified. These guys went to sea. They were fishermen. And they were so qualified. Let me engage you here a little bit. 
maybe what you did not know, that New York is teaching you a lesson. That New York is making you a lot more qualified than South India. Bracing the storms of this big city is not easy. When your rent is due for two months, it's time to know the Lord, how real he is. Amen. You're a lot more prepared than you think you are. Whether back home or here. How many of you lived in India at one time? Raise your hand, let me see. You lived in India at one time. Raise your hand, let me see. Oh, oh, all of us. If, if I came here and I did not open my mouth, you will think I just came on the boat the other day. Huh? It will be difficult to know that, that I, I'm not really from there. So when I go, amen, you just speak for me. I'm, 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 I'm going. I got to know where I came from. I got to see the place where the ship left. Amen. I, I, I got to go walk on those shores, see if there's any... Raghunath left there in that. Amen. Is there anyone left of the house of the Ragnaughts that I could show kindness to? Right, Pastor? Amen. Is there anyone left that I could show kindness to? Go back to India and tell them, no, that much was lost, but all is not lost. And how many of you want to go back to your home and tell them, listen, much was lost, but God preserved you. And God helped you. And God kept you through the storm. And you're here to be a blessing to your family, to your home, to your village, and to your household. Because through the storms, God prepared you and God made you. Amen. Amen. So some of you don't know why you go through the storms. You're thinking, God, let all the storms go away. And it's not going away because the storms is making you. God, let this depart from me. And it's not going anywhere. God is doing something to you. God is forming you. And God is making you. Like he made these men. And a few more things. Amen. They understood the power of the team. It was no one man show. The vision was one. The vision was one. We got to bring home fish. That's what it's about. Amen. Hallelujah. We will do whatever it takes. Amen. Their goal was one. Everyone returning safely to their family was not an option. They made sure that they did everything to keep everyone safe. And here we go. Jesus realized that these men did not learn everything. But they did everything. They did not learn everything in school. But they did everything that needed to be done. So may I say to you today, don't disqualify yourself because you haven't gone to five years of Bible school. Amen. It's not how much we know, it's how much we do that makes the difference. Amen. There's a lot of people that know a lot of things but does nothing. And there are a lot of people, there are some people who don't know anything but does everything. Which side will you want to be on? Which side will you want to be on? Today, when I look at these men, Jesus had no problem working with them.
because they were qualified. Jesus had no problem because they faced the storms and was not afraid. They learned to work as a team in spite of their differences. Jesus had no problem when he saw them and said, I see in you what you could not see in yourself. Today the Lord is in this house. Let's say the Lord is in this house. Amen. Hallelujah. Let our keyboard player play for us, please. Amen. The Lord is in this house. And the Lord is saying to somebody here, I have prepared you and you did not know. You did not know why you've been through, what you, why you went through, what you went through. But I have prepared you for a work that is ahead of you. Amen. I've made you tough. I've made you strong. I've taken away. I've removed fear from you. I've removed what this world has to offer. And I'm calling you to follow me because I've prepared you. You might not be the smartest but you might be one of the tough ones. Whether you have little or much, you're willing to lay it down. Nothing we brought in this world and nothing we will take out of it. Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'm more than willing to have. Hallelujah. Whatever you've called me to be, whoever you've called me to be, I'm ready, Lord. I'm not doing it to make a name for me. I'm doing it because you've called me to do it. Hallelujah. So who is that man here today? that woman today is saying, Jesus, you're talking to me today. I'm ready to do. I'm ready to answer. If you're that person right where you are, can you please stand? If you feel that you're the one who's ready to answer. Hallelujah. The Lord is calling today. Somebody here is saying, it's me, Lord. Whatever you want me to do, I'm ready to do it. Just stand right where you are, please. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Who is the other, other person? You're saying, God, I'm ready to do what you've called me to do. I'm ready to be who all, all that you want me to be. Because that's what really matters. Friends, many years ago, I lived in New York and I worked as a mechanic for Wonder Bread. And I really, really enjoyed living here. We used to have, in Hicksville, somewhere here, 
we had an outlet, a Wonder Bread outlet. And I used to fix trucks and then the Lord called me to pastor a church and I was pastoring Van Wyck and 101st. And I'm having a good life in New York. My daughter was just four years old. And the Lord said, well, I want you to go back home. Well, Lord, if that's what you want, that's what it is. And when I went home, I walked around my neighborhood and started a little church on the third of on the 11th of October 1992 with about 11 people. Today, that little church has grown to over a thousand. We have 14 other churches. But if I had stayed and not obeyed, I would have never seen the best part of my life. And I'm saying here to you, my friend, we could build the mansions and we could drive the nice cars, but your life is not defined by income. In God's eye, your life is defined by the outcome. So, in this city is where we boast how much we make, what we do, that's okay for the city. But to the one who saved you, paid for you with his blood, is that the answer he wants to hear? Our life is not defined by income. That's what the world writes in their magazines how much we make. My friends, our life is not defined by how much come in. Our life is defined by where it goes. All of us have 24 hours in the same day. We have a choice what we will do. How much Bible we will read, how much we will pray, how much TV we will watch. Today, church, I want to be all that he wants me to be. So tonight I'm flying back to Florida. My boys are at University of Central Florida. My wife is there. And she just came up the other day. On Friday, I'm flying back to Guyana. Because that's where he wants me to be. Somebody here is saying, God, I want to be where you want me to be. Hallelujah. If that is you, you want to be where he wants you to be. Come on, let's stand and, and uh, worship the Lord today. Hallelujah. Your presence.
Galilee back in the days. Lord, look among us here today. Lord, you have sons and daughters that are ready for the work. Lord, those who have answered the call. Lord, thank you for those who are yet to answer, God. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus that you touch them in a special way. Lord, thank you, Lord, for this light. Thank you, Lord, for everyone that is here today. Lord, thank you for every home represented. Thank you, Lord, for all that they represent, Lord. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we take authority over every assignment of darkness today, we take authority over the plans of the devil today, and we destroy them from their roots in the name of Jesus, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord. We blood you out, Satan. We command you to loose your hold. Oh, God, you're more than able. You're more than able. You're more than able. Hallelujah. The Lord is saying today, he's your healer. Lord is saying he's your healer. Hallelujah. He's not only the healer of your physical pain, but he's a healer of every emotional pain today. And the Lord is saying to someone here this morning that that pain and that struggle that you've been going through deep inside of you, and nobody knows that you've been carrying this pain, the Lord is your healer today. Father, in the name of Jesus, Oh, Lord, receive your healing. Receive your healing, child of God. Receive your healing in the presence of the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, touch. much that you have to lay down. Look at me for a moment, church. If the Lord want me not to have this, if the Lord want me not to have this, and I know for me not to have this, the best thing to do is to lay it down. Just give it away. If I give it away, I am happy. And the person who I give it to is happy. But if I don't have it, because it's stolen. Because it's stolen. 
I still don't have it. But now I'm sad. I should have laid it down and not wait until I lost it. So today, don't wait to lose anything. Jesus said, lay it down. Anything you lay down, you could pick back up. But if something is stolen, it don't necessarily mean you can recover it. The Lord is saying to somebody here, just lay it down. Just lay it down. Don't worry, my friend. Just lay it down. You're going to find it back. Just lay it down. Don't try to hold on to it. Somebody here, you've been trying to hold on and it's becoming painful now. You can't hold on any longer. Just lay it down. Hallelujah. Just lay it down. Hallelujah. The Lord is in this place. So when the Lord called me, I just laid down the city of New York. Thank you for allowing me to be here today. Watching him, I'm thinking, I need to put him on TV in Guyana. And let him preach in this language and then do the interpretation. You know, our country still have a lot of Hindu people. And, and, and let him do an interpretation, you know. I wish I could do that. I envy you for that. I go to India and I learn it. Right? I, I, I get somebody here, right here, teaching to me. Amen. But you are a wonderful, wonderful group of people. I want you to know that you're not here to make the number. You're not here just to add to the number. You're here because the Lord has called you to be here. You have an assignment that you have to fulfill. As you continue to pray, the Lord will speak to you. And he will show you things that you need to do what you need to give and where you can go. Talk to your man of God. Talk to your pastor. The Lord will help you. I want you to know our love and prayers are with you. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that I came today. God bless you. We love you. Jesus love you. Over the pastor. Thank you, my brother. Bless.